Okay, so tonight is Daf Chafalif. We start at the bottom of Daf Chafalmed Beis. Amr Rabbi Yitzchak Barada. So Amr Rabbi Yitzchak Barada. Rabbi Yitzchak Barada said it's three lines up. That this heter of Pasi Biroyz was only for the benefit of the Oyle Regalim, so that they could drink water from a well. But we learned in Abrayis, it was only for the Behemoth. So what do you mean, which is mashma, anyone, any, it's, if it's for Behemoth, anyone can rely on it, not just the Oyle Regalim. So my Behemoth, Behemoth, Oyle Regalim, it means the animals of the Oyle Regalim. But someone who wants to drink from it, he has to climb into the well and drink there, and he has to climb... And and then climb out. He has no hatter to draw water from the well. So, any is that true? It was only for Be'er Mayim Chaim, meaning for a, 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 a source of water that has a, a rather a, 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 a bar, a pit of water that has an underground source, right? So that it won't dry up. Navila Behema, if the only hetter is for animals, so Mali Chayim, Mali Mechunas, and who cares if it's a bar, who cares if it's a bear? The animals don't care, they'll drink any type of water. It doesn't have to be uh, 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 they'll drink rainwater, unlike a person who will only drink, you know, from an underground source, clean water. So why do we so, so you see that, it, that it's also fit for, for people. Sigmar says no. Really, it's only fit for the animals. But since the whole heter of Pasibi Rois is for the water, so we require a certain level of water. It can't just be any water. It has to be water that's at least fit for a human being, which is water from an underground source. Okay, Gufa, back to the Bryce. So the Bryce says, only for the benefit of animals. He has to climb into the well and drink there. But if it was too wide, so a person can't climb in, right, and, and, and hold on to the walls, then a few Adam Nami, then even a person could draw water for himself. A person should not draw water and put it in front of his animal. He could draw the water and pour it in the trough in front of the animal, and then it drinks by itself. Now, Maskev Lerabana, Rabana is going to now ask a question that we asked already two times on Shabbos, which is, What's the purpose of the Pasi Rice? Uh, what do you mean? That allows us to draw water from them. Ella, rather, this is his kasha. What's the point of having this requirement that we require what's the purpose of it if you can't feed the animal directly? Now, the tarots that we gave on Shabbos, if you recall, we had a stira between the Bryce and the Mishnah. So the tarots we gave is that the Bryce that says you can't is talking about an unrestrained animal and the Bryce and the Mishnah that says you can is talking about a restrained animal. The reason why the Gemara doesn't give that teretz now is because Gemara now assumes that Raisha Verubai for an unrestrained animal doesn't help, meaning an unrestrained animal, even if most of the body is in the enclosure, you can't feed it, because if it turns its head away out to the Rosh Hashanah, you might follow it, and a, uh, a restrained animal that you're holding on to doesn't need Raisha Verubai, so Raisha Verubai is doing nothing. It doesn't help an, an unrestrained animal, and you don't need it for a restrained animal. So that's the Gemara's kasha at this point. The same teretz that we gave, that we're talking about a trough that's in the Rishos Rabbim, and it extends into the Bena Pasim. In other words, that's the Bryce that's talking about that you're not allowed to uh, uh, feed the animal is, and hold it for the animals, talking about that case. But really, an unrestrained animal, Rishos Verubai, helps. So the Gemara now is falling off of what it originally thought in Havamina. Rishos Verubai would help for an unrestrained animal. So if you have an animal that you're not holding on to, and Rishos Verubai, most of the bodies in the enclosure, you can then hold the pale for it.
trough is the is the feeding bowl, the huge feeding bowl, like a tub that you would that you would feed the animal from. Okay, There's no law of huts in Bavel. Now, huts is a halacha that has to do with um, with um, tchum. So we're going to get into tchum later in the Masechta. But basically, the basic halacha of tchum is that you're allowed two thousand amos outside of the city. Right, so you you can walk within the entire city, and you have two thousand amas from where the city ends. But if within seventy and two thirds amas from the city, there's a house that extends the border, that it starts two thousand amas from that house. And if there's another house within seventy and two thirds amas, it extends the border again, and you can keep doing this and, fur- and extend your borders f- further and further out. So the question is, what about a hut? If a hut is within seventy and two thirds amas, does that extend the border of this town of the city? So Rabbi Yirmiyah Barabbas says, name a rav that it helps. Everywhere except Bavel. But Veloy Pasibiroy's Bachutzlaritz and the Allah of the Heter of Pasibiroy's applies outside of Eretz Yisrael it, 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 only to Bavel. Uh, elsewhere in Chutzlaritz it doesn't apply. And the Gemara explains why. The reason why the huts are, are not allowed in Bavel to extend the Tchum is because flash floods were common and they used to wash away these huts. So the hut wasn't considered a hush of enough residence if it could just be washed away with a flood and therefore it didn't extend the Tchum. Pasibiroy's Bachutzlaritz. The reason why Pasibiraz was not allowed elsewhere besides Bavel is become there weren't communal yeshivas where people would, would, would travel to go learn from, from city to city. So, but in Bavel, there were different cities, right? There was Sura, Pampadisa, Masamachasia. So people would travel from one yeshiva to the next. So therefore, there were people traveling. So for a mitzvah, for, for Tayelis a mitzvah, we would allow the Heter Pasibiraz. Avil Dinan. But the reverse is true, meaning in Bavel, we do allow. Possibly rise, and in elsewhere, not Bavel, where there aren't floods, we would allow the huts. Now, Ikadami, there's another version of the same same uh, uh, statement. So this statement says that the halach of huts and the halach of pasibiraz doesn't apply not in Bavel and not in Eretz Yisrael. So the huts don't extend the tchum because of the floods that wash them away. It's not chashiv enough. And and in other places in Chutzlaritz, so Ganovim would come and steal the huts. The huts were used for watchmen to watch fields. So they were in demand. It was like a shed. So so you'd have a guy come in the middle of the night, like like garbage cans, right? Like the good garbage cans. You have the guys come and steal uh, your your garbage cans in the middle of the night, the good ones. So same thing, they would steal the huts in the middle of the night, throw it on his uh, on his um, on his tractor and run off with it. So therefore, well, again, if it could be removed by Ganovim, it wasn't considered chashav enough house to extend the border of the tchum. The reason why you didn't need pasibiroy and bavel is because there was plenty of water within within rishos Right, the whole reason, the whole heter for pasibiroy is. We want water available, and the only water that's available is in Rosh Hashanah. So we came up with this heter. But if there's plenty of water sources in a a a, a Carmelis or in a Rosh Hashanah, then we don't need the heter of Pasibirais. And therefore, in Bavel, you had plenty of other water sources. And bechutzlaritz nami loy deshchichim misivasa. In chutzlaritz, we didn't give you a heter of Pasibirais because you didn't have people traveling from city to city to learn. Amli Rav Chista Ramari Bereid Rav Huna Bereid Rav Yirmiyah Baraba. So Rav Chista said to this guy Mari, Amri Asisim Ibarnish the Beknishna de Dani. They say that you go from Barnish, which was a town, to the to the basement to the to the shul of Daniel. So apparently there was a uh, there was a messiah that Daniel was misspelled in a certain spot, and so they made a shul in that spot, and that became known as Daniel Shul. So this guy Murray used to travel from Barnish to Daniel Shul, David Klossi Parsa, which was three parts size. Now one parsa is four mil. 
four mil is 2,000 amas. So he obviously went a lot further than 2,000 amas. So B'Shabbat, he went there on Shabbos. And my smichtu. Now, how are you allowed to go outside the Tchum? Abagin, and you're relying on the huts. But Ha'amar Avua Davua, the father of your father, said, Mishmei Derav, in Bergana Bebovel. The halach of huts doesn't apply in Bebovel. So how are you allowed to go outside the Tchum to the Shul of Daniel? So Navach Achve Lehanu Misavasa. So Murray went out and he showed with Chizda that there were really, there weren't huts, there were towns that were ruins. But the walls of these towns were still up. And therefore, the Mibalim B'Shivim Al Mishraim, they were within 70 and two-thirds Amas. So therefore, he relied on the ruined towns to extend his Chum. He wasn't relying on the huts. Amr of Chizda, Darsh Mari Barmar. Mari Barmar, Darsh. What's the meaning of the Pasuk? L'chol Dechla Re'isi Ketz, Rechava Mitzvah Shama'oit. That everything has a limit. Every goal in, 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 in the world has a limit. Except the Torah. The Mitzvah, your commandment of Torah, has no limit. So the Gemara is going to say now that David said this, but he didn't define what the what the um, what the boundary of he didn't didn't, didn't define the measurements of Tyra. Amri Yirvlaipersha. The Eov also mentioned it that it was very wide, but he didn't define it. Amri Yechaskel, Yechaskel, the Navi of Loipersha, Atshabaz Zachai Benida, Zachai Benida, who this Zachai is named after, he said it and he defined it. So Amri David Vlaipersha. So first we're gonna say David said the the vastness of Torah, how large Torah was, but he didn't define it. He said, everything I see has a limit, except for Tyra. Tyra is very wide. Okay, it's very broad. Amr Eov also mentions it, but he didn't define it. It's longer than the measure of earth, but it's wider than the sea. But again, he doesn't define it. Amr Yecheskel also says it, but doesn't define it. It was, he spread out the Torah Shabbat in front of me. It was written on the front and back. And it was written in it, in this Sefer, was written kinnis, was written rejoicing, and was written via, he was written um, um, bad things. So kinnis, what does it mean, kinnis? Zuperanus and shal tzadikim ma'elamazer. It was written about the troubles that tzadikim go through in this world. That, that it's a kinnis, right? It literally means a lamentation, but again, it's something that you say, um, in mourning, and I will mourn over it. So you see that kinah is a lashon of kinahs. For Hagar rejoicing, that is referring to the reward that Sadiqim are going to get in the next world. And how do you know that Hagar refers to rejoicing? That together with the harp, a person should sing uh, together with the harp. So you see Hagar is a lashon of rejoicing. And um, woe, this is the bad punishment coming to the Risham in the next world. That bad things, Yermio says, bad things are coming. Uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, Yechaskel is talking about the destruction of Yerushalayim. She says, bad things will coming to Yerushalayim. So you see, and which is uh, also from is a lush of bad things. And he defined it. And he said to me, "Mean the Malach said to me, 'Ma Taray, what do you see?' Vayimar Ani Raya Megillah Afa. I see a Megillah, a a a, a um, scroll that's folded. Arka Esem Ba'amav Rachba Esem Ba'ama. It's twenty amas in length and ten amas in width. So Gemara now does the math. So if it was 10 by 20 folded, so if you unfolded it, it would be 20 by 20. Right? If it was 10 by 20, so if you un- take out the fold, it's going to be 20 by 20. And it's written in, regarding Yechezkel, that it was written on the front and the back, both sides. So if you peel off the back, meaning you have now a 20 by 20, 
that's written front and back. So if you pull out the other 20 and you double it, you're going to have 40 by 20. So 20 by 20 un, uh, uh, rolled, uh, opened up is going to be 40 by 20. And we're talking about a measurement of God, Rashi says. We're talking about an ama of God's ama, not our ama. So how big is God's ama? So the Gemara says, that the Pasuk says in Yeshaya that Hashem measured with his fist the, the waters, the seas, and Vishamayim, the heavens, Bazeres, with a span, Tikain. He, he, he measured it. So what do you see? So you see basically that one, the, the measure of one span, of one of Hashem's spans, is, is, so what do you see? Hold on. So basically, the, 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 a, a Zeres is half of an Amma. So a square zeres is a quarter of a square amma. Okay, so that's the that's the measurement they're working with. A square zeres is a quarter of a square amma. So now it comes out that if eight hundred, if eight hundred square amos of Hashem's amos is what the shemayim is, so that means the shemayim is a quarter, which is a quarter of a square amma. So Tyre is thirty two hundred times greater than the universe. And the math is you have eight hundred of these square amos, which is only a quarter of what Tyra is, so Tyra comes out is 3,200, uh, 3, so it's a, lot, it's a lot more, it's 3,200 times greater than whatever the universe is, okay, and that's basically, the idea is that the Tyra is more to the Tyra than in the universe, so it comes out that Tyra, that the universe is only 132 parts of Tyra, now the Marsha over there, he brings it down in note 29 in the art scroll, a very beautiful Pshat in, in what this is saying from the Marsha, now basically there are four parts to Tyra, you have Pshat, Drush, Maisa Bracious, which is the mysteries of Bracious, and Maisa Merkava, which is the, the uh, Shem's, uh, Shem's um, Kava. So basically, David Amalek refers to one aspect. He only says that Torah is Rachav. So that's referring to Pshat. Eoiv then says it's very wide and it's very it's wider than the sea and longer than the earth. So he's talking about Pshat and Drush. Uh, Yechaskel says that there's a third aspect that's written on the front and the back. So he's talking about also Maiseberishus. That's three aspects of Torah. Yezechariah says that it was also folded in half. So he's got the three of the first three guys and the fact that it was folded in half. So he's talking about four aspects of Torah, which also he's adding the Maiseberkava. So Zechariah is it was able to see the full extent of Torah, which included the Maisa Merkava, and that is what this Gemara is talking about. A nice shot from the Marsha. Okay, let's go weiter. What's the meaning of the positive? So there were two pots of figs. This is Yermiyahu now talking. There were two pots of figs. Prepared before the Hechal. The first pot had figs that were very good, like figs which ripen. And the second pot had bad figs. That could not be eaten because they were so bad. So the good figs is Elu symbolizes the tzaddikim. Tainim harayis, the bad ones, Elu Risham Gemurim, symbolize the Rishayim. Bishem Atarma, maybe you're going to say, that even the Rishayim have no hope, that there's nothing good that can come from them, they're, they're lost. Tamad Laimer, Hadudayim Nasna Reach, that both of them gave a good smell, which means, Elu Veilu Asidin Shiyetnu Reach, each of them are able to give a smell, meaning that uh, the Marsha explains that this is talking about the Churban Bayes Rishon. First you had the Cherish Masker, the, the, the Tzadikim, the, the um, Tamid Chamim that went out first. They, they are the Tzadikim Gemurim in the first pot. The second pot is talking about everyone else that went out by the Churban, which were le- lower level of people. But both 
both of them were going to be saved by the second base Hamikdash, and so that's what the Pasuk is talking about. But just on a partial level, it means that even a Rasha Gummer has the ability to do tshuva, which is a nice thought during Yemei Elo. Darish Rava, said, what's the meaning of the Pasuk? That the Dudayim, the flowers, gave off a good smell. This refers to the young men in Klaisel who never did sin. Then the Pasuk says that the doors have fine fruits. It refers to the women who either tell the husbands about Peschei and their openings, meaning when they have their period, they tell the husband not to have relations with them. That they close the opening except for the husband, which means that they're faithful and they are not, uh, they don't have relations with anyone except for their husbands. The Pasuk then says that the new ones and the old ones, uh, my beloved, I hid for you. So Klayisol says to Hashem, I took upon myself many restrictions, many gezeres. More than you gave me the kiyamtim and I keep them all. In other words, Klayisol says to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that the new ones, meaning the derabanans, on top of the old ones, which is the Torah Shavich Sa, which is the Daraisa, I both keep right nowadays. All the halachas and all the chumras that we take upon ourselves, none of them are written in the Torah and we tell HaKadosh Baruch we keep both of them. Chizda said to the guy who was arranging the Agadita Gemaras in front of him, he said, Have you heard what the Pasuk of Yishanim refers to? He says, It refers to easy mitzvahs and hard mitzvahs. So he said to him, That can't be, because it talks about some of them being newer than the others. And mitzvahs, kalas, and mitzvahs, chamuras were both given at the same time. So they weren't given at different times. So how could some of them be referred to? To as older and, and newer than others. So, Ella, I'm related. Pam, Pam, Nitna was Tari given in stages, rather. The old ones refers to what was given at Sinai, and the new ones refers to the Dirabon and Gezeris that were given later on. What's the meaning of the positive? More than that, more than that. Uh, meaning more than the Torah, more than the Daraisa, you Bini my son, Izar, be careful, make a lot of Sfarim. Bini Hizar Bidivri Saifrim means be careful with the Dirabanans, Yasmi Divri Torah more so than what's written in the Torah. Why? Shadivri Tara Yeshbana Sai Vilaisa say. Tyra has both Asays and Loisa says which have different varying varying levels of punishments and rewards. But the Divri Saifrim, Kala Ival Divri Saifrim, whoever's Ivar on the Dirabana, Chai Misi Chai Misa. Shamatama, maybe you're gonna say and yay that if they are so if they are so important why weren't they written down like Torah if they're so important that there's not enough room to write all the all the um, derabonans meaning all the derabonans that are out there that a person could take upon himself uh, the book would, the books would be too numerous to be written down and therefore they're not written the pasuk then says that studying a lot. It makes uh, your your skin tired. So lahag he learns is from a lesson of lag making fun, and yigias basar, which I touched as making your skin tired, he refers to as excrement. That's the yigias basar. So he says, anyone who's lag harbe who makes fun of he's going to be boiled in boiling excrement. Rava says it doesn't say lahag, it says lahag with a hey. It says it with a hey. 
it's a positive thing. Whoever studies whoever studies it day and night, will taste the flavor of meat, meaning his reward. Tanar Rabbanon, a story. Maes of Rabbi Akiva, there was a famous story with Rabbi Akiva in prison. He was locked up by the Romans. So the guy who would help him was Rabbi Yeshua Garsi. They would bring him an exact measurement of water that he was allowed to. One day, the prison guard saw him. He said, You have too much water. Maybe you're trying to loosen the ground, make it wet, in order that Rabbi Akiva can dig out. So he spilled out half of the water. So now he didn't have enough. Rabbi Akiva only had enough either to drink or to do Nitila Sidayim. So Rabbi Akiva, when he got to Rabbi Akiva, Amalai Rabbi Akiva said to him, Yeshua, not don't you know that I owe and I'm dependent on you for my sustenance? So Rabbi Shur told him everything that happened that he it was missing half of the water. Amalai, Rabbi Akiva said, Hey Limayim, give me the water that you brought so I could do Nitila Sidayim. There's not enough to drink. So there's not even enough to drink. So you're going to use it all for the TSC You're not going to have what to drink. What can I do? That the Chacham said, if I don't keep it, it's better that I die. A death caused by myself, then I am over that which my chaverim, my the other Rabbonon, have made gezeris. Amru, they said, Tom Klum, Rabbi Kiva didn't need anything until they brought him water, and not the other, he washed his hands with the water, when the Chum heard this, Amru, they said about Rabbi Akiva's um, uh, dedication to, 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 to keeping mitzvahs, he acted like this when he was old, when he had even more strength, he certainly would have Put himself through um, um, a yisurin uh, to keep to keep the 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 rabbanans. If he acted like this in prison, when he before he was in prison, he certainly acted much much uh, how much more so he must have acted this way. When Shlomo was misakin Erev, right, which Lizzie talked about many times, that Shlomo was misakin Erev, he was also misakin the Tiel Sedaim. Now, he wasn't misakin the Tiel Sedaim the way we have it today. He was misakin the Tiel Sedaim before handling Kachin. But the source for washing the Tiel Sedaim today before bread, which, again, our Shulchan is like a Mizbeach, the whole source for it is the washing uh, before Kachin, which, which Shlomo Melech was misakin. So when he did that, Yotzav Askov came out and said, Bini, my son, if your heart is wise, my heart will also be happy. And it says in another puzzle, my son, be wise, and you'll make my heart very happy. And I'm going to respond to anyone who disgraces me. What's the meaning of the puzzle? So the puzzle says, He says, Come, my beloved, let's go out to the field, and we will go and live in some of the villages. We'll get up early near him in Parcha Geffen. We'll see if the we'll go out to the vineyards near in Pircha Hagef and let's see if the vine is flowered. Pitach mother if the grape blossom. if the pomegranates are blooming. Shametain shametain There I will give my love over to you. So what does this mean? So let's go, my beloved, out to the field. Don't judge me like a resident of a city. Right, a guy who's in a city, like a guy in Times Square, he's being pulled 
pulled in many directions. There's a lot of enticements out there in the big city. However, let's go out to the field. You'll see Tamidacham who learn Torah in poverty. Right? They have nothing, and yet they dedicate themselves to Torah. Nolina Bakfarim, I will live in the villages. I'll take Bakfarim, Kaifrim. It means amongst the Kaifrim. It means go and look at all the good things that you give to the Kaifrim, which means Rashi says the Bene Asaf. Then and yet they deny you. They don't have respect and they don't have recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even though he does all this good to them. Nashkima Lekramim, let's go early to the vineyards. Elu going to shuls and the base Madrish. And they're called vineyards because as Karen Biyavna, right, the way that the, 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 the Talmidim was seated was like a vineyard in rows. Nere and Parcha and let's see if the vine flowered. Elu Bali Mikra, those that learn Taira. Pita Chasmadar, the grape blossoming, which is an, another level is Ela Bali Mishnah and Hinatsari Mainim, the reminder blasphemy is even further on in the in the season. Ela Bali Gemara, so that refers to the Bali Gemara. Shamatin has died Allah there, I will give my love to you. I will show you the glory of my greatness and the Shavach that I give of my sons and my daughters, referring specifically to um, it's, ref- it's referring back to what he said that the flower gives a good reach. That's what he's talking about. This now, he's tying this back to that which Rava previously said. It's a continuation of that pasuk about giving a beautiful smell. It says about Shlomo Melech that he said 3,000 marshals and he sang, three th- he sang a song of, th- uh, th- of 1,005. Regarding every Every mitzvah in the Torah, he gave 3,000 reasons, but he didn't even give them directly. He gave 3,000 mashals that explained the reasons for the mitzvah. Every, every gzera of the, or takana of the Rabbanon, he gave 1,005 reasons. What's the meaning of the Pasuk? That besides being very smart, Kahelas also taught the people a lot of knowledge. And he, he listened, and he sought out, he arranged many mishalim, many proverbs. What does that mean? He taught the people out of Chachma, he taught them the simanim, right? The trap. The and explained it with mashals. And what does it mean that he listened and also he searched for and arranged, he was misaking the mishalim? Initially, Torah was like a basket without handles. Shlomo made handles for it, which means that Shlomo made gezeras, that you were able now to keep the arises better because you had the yadas, you had the handles of the basket, which were started by Shlomo Melech. Another Pasuk in Shem says, that the locks are very taltalim, like wavy. Right? So on every point of Torah, there were heaps and heaps of halachas, even from the point. This is referring to the crowns that Kadosh Baruch Hu put on the letters, uh, the Kadosh Baruch Hu put on the letters um, that, um, that e- even in the crowns you could darshan things. And the famous uh, Chazal that when Moshe went up to Shemaim and he saw Hashem attaching crowns, he didn't know what the purpose was and Hashem told him that Rabbi Akiva will come along and darshan the crowns of the letters. It says that if you're black as a raven, with whom will you find who can achieve a level of Torah where he's black like a raven? So, 
Shchayrois is from a lashon of Shachris. He gets up early. And Ka'irev is from a lashon of Arvis. So a guy who is the first in and the last out at night, he, he's a guy who's going to be zaychet to learning Tyre. Rabbi Rabbi says, no. Somebody who he, he, he exerts himself so much to the point where his face becomes black like a raven out of exhaustion of applying himself to Tyra. A drop more. Somebody who's cruel to his family members like a raven. What does that mean? That means, basically, that somebody who says, my family will be supported by Hashem, and I'm just going to learn Tyra. So that's, that's what the, the Pasuk means, he's cruel to his family. And where do we see an example of that? Like Rav Masna said, he was going to learn Tyra. So his wife said to him, what should I feed the children? So Amalei said to him, there are no more vegetables in the marsh, meaning, go out and pick something that grows in the wild. Well, you have what to eat, you're not, you're not completely without sustenance. And he basically was saying that Hashem will provide for you, and I have to go and apply myself to learning. Okay, shkoyach.